and gentlemen. I hope you're searching for an answer. Episode 25. The Bobby Kudo Show. Do you know what it means? I'm sure you do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bobby Kudo Show. Little white snake for you. What a great tune. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 25. I hope you enjoyed that because I sure did. You know, I, I don't typically let it play out that long, but it just sounds so good. You don't want it to stop, right? Am I right? I know I'm right, and I know you appreciate it, and I know you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bobby Kudo Show, and today I would like to say welcome to 1988, and if you didn't know, if you didn't know, you will now. That was um, White Snake's seventh studio album, uh, self-titled White Snake. They were a British uh, rock band. They released that. Believe it or not, they released that uh, in 1987. Uh, but originally, when it got released, it didn't get released in, this, in the States until 1988. And it had uh, that song, Here I Go Again, uh, which hit number one. And then Is This Love was the other one uh, that everybody was listening to. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. They hit the, they beat the Billboard 200 uh, and 10 consecutive weeks. Wow. Holy mackerel. Um, what a great, great band of the 80s. I'll tell you what. They had <laughs> they had amazing hair, right? I mean, who had better hair than them? Maybe like Motley Crue or... Right? Or um, Poison? I mean, my goodness. I mean, we could talk about Guns N' Roses. And we will later in the show. Because you can't talk about the 80s without talking about Axl Rose, Slash, and the uh, the amazing Guns and Roses. Everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I apologize for the delay on the podcast, but, you know, life kind of gets you off guard once in a while. And um had some family things going on uh, over the weekend that kind of held things up a little bit, and I didn't have... Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't have the frame of mind that I thought necessary to deliver a good podcast. I was really concerned with, um, just life in general. Uh, some things that uh, I just had to take care of with the uh, ones that I love. And, um, I'm glad to report that everything has worked out absolutely wonderfully. Um, everyone is well, everyone is doing fantastic. And I am here <laughs> delivering episode 25, guys. Can you believe it? Here we are. What a crazy week. I mean, can we talk about this week for a second? Let's, I mean, let's hit the ground running, right? I mean, let's, um, let's talk about it. But I will, a um, couple of things. You know, first of all, I got a, I got a packed show today. We're going to, we got a lot of stuff I want to go over. I really worked on this uh, really hard. Had some time today. I'll tell you guys, like I mentioned, I was, um, I was um, occupied with, 
uh, over the weekend and today was another full day um, with some personal things. So I had some time. Uh, I mean, I got a lot of stuff down that I would, would uh, love to share with you guys. So I hope that you're, uh, you guys are strapped in and uh, you're ready for a journey, another journey along um, with with me and uh, and this great message. So uh, 1988, I mentioned that was the year that we were uh, talking about and celebrating uh, this episode. Um, and you know, if you don't, if you didn't know, um, that was about 31 years ago. Um, I was 13 years old, uh, so I was just uh, becoming a man, hitting puberty, huh? 13 years old. I don't even remember what it was like to be 13, other than me. I mentioned in earlier podcast my first job. I got my first job when I was 13. Other than that, I don't remember much. Um, but it was I know it was a good time. I know it uh, leading up to that, the, uh, the 80s were... Um, Busy, right? Very busy in the 80s. There was a lot going on, a lot of change coming out of the 70s. And of course, when you got into the second half of the 80s, um, it almost seemed like people figured out that uh, um, there were other uh, drugs other than cocaine, right? I mean, (laughs) early 80s cocaine and then uh, the second half of the 80s, there was a little bit of everything and people were experimenting. And it made for some very interesting... um, Inventions, you know, I, I, you got to believe that, you know, the apples and the, um, the Microsofts of the world. I mean, in all reality, could that be uh, someone of conscious mind or someone that's altered <laughs> in a space above reality, right? That's, I mean, that's what you'd have to think. Um, so, mentioned the busy week um, and um, some other things going on. You know, like I said, Super Bowl. Uh, if anybody got to catch a Super Bowl. Uh, this Sunday, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs over the uh, San Francisco 49ers, 31-20. I won't lie to you guys. I was uh, hoping for Jimmy G. I was kind of hoping Jimmy G was going to pull one out, you know, the um, the uh, <laughs> New England Patriots alumni. But unfortunately, that didn't work out for him. Uh, he played good. It just seemed like at the end he just kind of, I don't know, it looked like he got spooked out or something and just kind of flunked out. But you know what? I, I got You have to imagine, biggest stage, um, in the world, I mean, I mean, at least in the United States, anyway. I mean, you start talking um, European soccer ball, and uh, I mean, you got a fan base there of just you know, epic, unimaginable proportions. In the United States, for us, American football, you know, it's, for us, it's a big deal. <clears throat> and even Canada, Canada gets involved with their own uh, football league, and they do really well. But uh, the NFL in itself is just an amazing product that. Um, is very fortunate. You know, they, um, I happened to catch an article. They were talking about the, um, you know, and I think it's a great thing. Anything that stimulates the economy. In this case, Miami. Um, they held a Super Bowl in Miami. And it they were, they were estimating to generate um, over $420 million uh, in revenue from, um, you know, just, just um, you know, visitors and um, tourism uh, fans. I mean, you got to think. I mean, that's. Again, that's, I mean, who doesn't want to go to a Super Bowl? I mean, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl, but I just, I don't know. I, I Maybe someday. Maybe maybe someday the podcast will be so successful that uh, someone will want to give me tickets. <laughs> I'll be, uh, if anybody wants to send them over, you can just email them to me. All right, I'll uh, really appreciate it. Um, some happy, happy news over um, in Britain, right? The British people, they finally got Brexit. That's uh, That's all set, finally said and done. Um, they said they were going to do it. I'll be honest with you. I, I was kind of on the fence about it. I wasn't sure if they were actually going to be able to pull it through and they did. And, um, it's, you know, very, um, 
happy moment for those people, you know, claiming their independence. And real curious to see how that whole that all turns out. I mean, when you're talking about a whole new economic system or, I don't know, maybe just fabricating your own uh, economic system. I'm not even sure where you would even start with that, the way that you kind of, I mean, you, you would have to have a gross national worth, I, I, I would imagine, and then that would be based on what your the value of your currency is, and then that's how you, I mean, who, who, who has the, I mean, that's amazing, right? Like, there's a bunch of people sitting around figuring that stuff out because I I would have to imagine that it's just not the layman's figuring that stuff out. Uh, other good news. You want to hear some other good news? It is, if anybody didn't know, it's February and it's Black History Month. So um, go hug a black friend <laughs> or a black family member or someone you care about uh, and appreciate and recognize um, a lot of the sacrifices that were made to get us where we're at today. You know, you can never, again, I, 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 I continue to repeat myself when I say it. Um, you know, we are, are um, we're doomed if we, we choose to forget our, our history. I know that we continue to remove and take down these uh, monuments, uh, wherever they may be, uh, in whatever state, it doesn't make a difference. Um, the irony in all of it is that it's happening everywhere. Uh, so people, you know, that may feel oppressed for some reason, um, you know, are, 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 you know, calling for these statues to be torn down. And, um, again, you know, regardless of how you feel about a monument or a statue, um, it can mean many, many different things to many, many different people. You know, I, you know, when you think of, um, the Lincoln monument in Washington, you know, that's, um, Abraham Lincoln, you know, he, um, he was, you know, I'm surprised everyone, if you didn't know, uh, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, uh, Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, not only fought for the slaves, but he fought for the union. He fought for um, our country. He fought for the for the nation. So, uh, you know, it's interpreted in many different ways, but ultimately, you know, it's it's the greater good of man and woman. And I think that um, we need to appreciate everyone. You know, it's not just Abraham Lincoln to the world. You know, the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's. Um, these are people that, um, you know, the Muhammad Ali's like, these are people that have paved the way, you know, even if you want to get, you know, want to get a little corny with it, let's talk about Will Smith, people, um, that are so influential and even in, you know, the, um, the Hollywood scene, regardless of anything else, you know, great, great role models, um, out there that, uh, that, that we can be proud of. So I think that, you know, as, as a people that, that we continue to evolve and, um, you know, we learn to, we can, I would hope and think that at some point we could learn to celebrate, um, these, these moments and, and, you know, it doesn't turn into, you know, um, this, uh, mediocrity of, um, of just, you know, just, I don't know, the negative again. I mean, you can find the negative anything guys, you can, you can, you can dig and you can find, you know, negative everywhere. Uh, but you know, to get to a point of where you're at today, you know, you know what? Perfect example for me. A lot of negative in my life, um, and I'm sure a lot of negative in yours as well. But um, it doesn't define who you are, uh, other than the fact that you can appreciate what it is and and know what what struggle is. You know, I think that builds character in in many ways, shape, and forms. Um, someone who knows what the struggle is, someone who knows what it's like to, um, you know, feel pain. Uh, it. it, it it really does. I believe it really does enlighten uh, a person. Do I think that that makes the person? Uh, the answer to that is no. You know, I, me personal. You know, maybe, maybe. Let me get a little personal with you guys here, real quick. Um, you know, a lot of abuse, uh, alcoholism, um, 
in in my in my in my youth in my childhood and uh you know i i i witnessed and experienced a lot of things that <clears throat> you know probably most uh you know don't even realize or would have you know maybe if you if 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 you saw it in the news today it'd probably be because the police were arresting people and you know it was that kind of thing but um all in all we made it and here we are uh, the strength of a woman determined um you know uh, my, 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 my mom and the idea that she was never going to be, uh, held down, you know, and, and, and that was just, again, and I only bring that up because, um, we all have struggled, uh, regardless of the color of our skin and what that struggle may be to you. And, and to me, uh, you know, although very, very different, um, but the difference is guys, I experienced that struggle. Uh, and not that I hold it like a badge or, um, brag about it, but you know, honestly, um, a lot of the people out there holding signs for black history month, um, probably have never struggled in their lives or know what struggle really is. Um, uh, I can say, you know, wholeheartedly and truthfully that I have. Uh, so if I had a sign, uh, <laughs> I could hold the sign, uh, and say that I got, I had the t-shirt. Uh, so I just, you know, I caution everybody, you know, it's a, it's a great, um, I think it's a great idea to celebrate these months, you know, every month seems to be, every month it's a Camberga month and then there's autism month and then um, they, every month they got something and, uh, you know, when we talk about Black History Month, it's it's really not, a, it's not a platform for people to get angry and to talk about um, a bunch of negative things. It really is to, 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 to look back and say, hey, look at the success that, um, that we have built, you know, not, not just black, but white, um, Asian, um, Persian, whatever your descent, we, we built this and we, we continue to build it and we build it together. Uh, so I invite you all to, to look at that, uh, and appreciate it for what it really is. And again, and what it is, is the sacrifices and struggle of those that came before us, uh, to pave the way so that we didn't have to struggle, um, the way that they did. So, uh, don't forget that, Black History Month, very important for everyone. Uh, moving on, guys, moving on. You want to hear some great news? All right, here's some great news. How about the fact that we know, right, because, you know, that European model that they have there in, in Europe that measures the weather, like, that's all That's all bullshit. Don't listen to that. What we do have is we've got a, <laughs> we got a groundhog, right? Uh, Mr. Pensacani, Pensacani Phil. Uh, and he lives over at Gobbler's Knob in um, Pensacola County, Pennsylvania. And he makes an annual prediction. I'm, and unless you live under a rock, guys, you know this. Uh, every year he comes out and uh, if he sees his shadow, it's a longer winter. If he doesn't see his shadow, it's a longer spring. So in this case, lucky for us, he did not see his shadow. And that means it's going to be an early spring. So I am looking forward to that. Anybody who lives in New England... Um, <laughs> you know, actually in reality, we'll, we would, and I know that we invite any, um, any news that's related to less cold weather. Um, I think, <laughs> I think we will all agree is a great thing. So, um, you know, apparently guys, if you, if you haven't been down there, uh, I did spend a little bit of time in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, again, my work history, um, I used to do bridge demolition. I uh, used to work um, with a good friend, Derek Santos. I hope he listens. I, I probably, I doubt he listens, but if he does, um, shout out Derek. 
And um, when I turned 18 years old, uh, I was old enough to work and work in the industry. Uh, you know, I tell you, and I, and I say it today, and I still say it to this this day, uh, working bridge demolition, that, that's where I really learned how to work. Uh, it was really, it was one of those jobs that, um, you know, we traveled up and up, up and down the East Coast and we'd go away from Pennsylvania to uh, Northern New Hampshire, Southern Maine, and we would, you know, take down bridges. That's, that's what we did. It was J.B. Fay Company. And um, I was a laborer. Uh, Derek was a laborer. Joe was our operator. Steve was our general. And we typically get a guy out of the hall to run a machine for us. And we'd um, <clears throat> we'd start in the middle, and we would um, we would take out a bridge. You know, in some cases, we ended up in some small towns, uh, and you know, <laughs> like celebrities, you know, people coming out and you know taking pictures of us working. But you know, reality, these we're taking bridges down that were. Uh, let's say 200 years old, 300 years old. I mean, um, as old as the Constitution, for goodness sake. You know, these are these are just bridges that have been here uh, since the beginning of time. And you know, it's it, 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 and it was really cool because you got to see uh, the methods and the materials that they would use back then to build these structures. You know, it was nothing like today. You know, we have the technology and the machinery to do whatever. I mean, for goodness sake, you can make a pretzel out of concrete if you wanted to. Uh, back then, a lot of this stuff was mixed by hand. You know, they they would mix it and carry it, and they were using you know different types of fibers, horsehair, uh, whatever it took to to strengthen the the concrete. You know, they again they didn't have the technology that we do today. But anyway, we would uh, take these bridges down, and um, I ended up long story short, I ended up in Pennsylvania. I ended up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, and we would we were down there. I think I might have mentioned it on a previous podcast, but we ended up at the um, we ended up at the Holly Davidson factory, and that was really cool. If you guys ever have a chance, and you're in Pennsylvania, uh, anybody who lives in Pennsylvania, I'm sure you've gone, but just to see, um, to go down there and actually see the way that they build um, the Harleys is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, really, just great. I mean, you know, although you do notice a lot of the, a lot of the parts and a lot of the devices are built out of the country. I mean, I know a lot of the engines, the Evolution engines are built in Taiwan. But nonetheless, they, they had like the uh, the assembly line. Um, all these people were working. The really, I gotta admit, one of the coolest parts about the whole thing was when we were driving there, it was semi after semi after like Harley-Davidson semis. And you know these things are loaded with motorcycles. And, um, you know, what's more American than Harley-Davidson, right? I mean, it was just a cool experience. And we get to see Elvis Presley. They take you through the whole tour. There's a museum. Um, it was a really, really cool experience. I, I, you know, I, cheap money. So if you ever have a chance to go down there, like if you want, sneak your kids down to like um, Hershey Park or something, and then leave them there and go over to the Holly Davidson factory and go check that out. It's just really, really cool. I, I will tell you though, I am a little. I'll take a drink real quick. I am a little disappointed with Harley Davidson. Um, I mean, I know that they are currently in the in the process of closing some factories in the United States and going to continue to build. Um, motorcycles and like in China and other countries. So, um, if, you know what? Join me in petition, Holly Davidson. Don't go nowhere, man. Stay here. Um, build your motorcycles here where they belong in the United States with the American people. I know that if uh, if I was to ever buy uh, or purchase another Harley Davidson, which you know what? Who knows? Maybe I will. I don't know. I I could. Um, would I do so if I knew it was built outside of the country? And the answer is no. So I'm telling you, Harley Davidson, you really need to reconsider um, doing that. So listen, back to Pennsylvania. If you have a chance, go down there, go check it out. And while you're down there, go buy uh, Gobbler's Knob 
uh, in Pensacani, Pennsylvania, and go check out the uh, the uh, they got a little like a it looks like it's uh, like a tree stump. They got a whole setup. You can do selfies. You can check the whole thing out. And then they say you can drive. I think it's a couple of miles away from there. You can drive, and it's where um, it's where they filmed the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. If you guys have seen that one, oh, you know what? I'm not a huge Bill Murray fan. But um, that one was all right. I thought that was that was a that was a cool flick. That was all right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, good. Moving on, guys. Moving on. Uh, a couple of crazy things happening this week. Uh, you know what? If you guys are hearing this today, it's probably Tuesday. Um, so you know that. Um, or if you didn't know, uh, today is the State of the Union with the president. Uh, and they, this stuff just makes me crazy. Um, again, and and I and I always say this with caution because I I know I'm sure some some of the fans of the show are not fans of Donald Trump, and and this is not about being a fan of Donald Trump. This is just again the idea of this is one of those situations where it's the president of the United States, and it's such a, a critical for me as an American. I really look forward to the State of the Union. Um, I I, I realize it's a lot of clapping and there's a lot of delay inside, but I I do like to hear the president speak to the house and to the people in a, in a manner that he's reporting out. Um, you know, I'll go back to even like when I was with Comcast, they used to do a road show um, with Tom Coughlin, which was fantastic. Uh, and what he would do is he would go from, you know, FMA to FMA, FMA, and he would really just tell everybody, Hey, look, this is the state of the company. This is how we're doing. This is how the stock is doing. This is how, you know, this is how everything is. Here's some deals that we made. Here's some new technologies that are coming. And I used to remember how, how much I enjoyed that because to me there was really a lot of value knowing that you know here I am a part of something you know I'm, I'm, I'm going to work every day and you know we all want to be a part of something and I'm a part of something and here is my leader my you know the the captain of the ship telling me um, you know that the, the company's doing well and you know we're heading in, in a good direction and that things are looking great and you know we're going to continue to make money and there's um, uh, there's a future ahead of us. That's the way I look at the State of the Union. I look at it the same exact way. I say to myself, that's the president telling us uh, how the country's doing. And you know, regardless of how you feel about the president, I always remind everybody he's still the president and he still has an obligation to report. You know what, how how the country's doing. I want to know. Tell me. You mean right? We have a right to know. So um, somehow you know. Th- th- they're not going to vote on the impeachment until Wednesday. Um, so the president will speak, you know, Tuesday, which would be today, um, with that kind of looming in the background. You know, could the Democrats have just been kind of, listen, just, all right, you know, just just admit defeat and just move on with this. And then we could just, the country could move on and then we could just continue to do great things. You know what, guys? I will tell you this, and I, and I only say this because I, I feel like it's important. Um, you know, the president, this week, the president signed an executive order uh, that, 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 that is actually going to, um, is actually going to put full staff, okay? Full staff. They're going to hire people. Full staff. And their number one job and priority and purpose is going to be human trafficking, right? To prevent, prevent human trafficking. Like, there's never been... There's never been an office for that. There's never been an office to say, um, you know, how do we, uh, you know, how do we, how do we prevent child, you know what I mean, exploitation? How do we, how do we minimize or eliminate, 
you know, human trafficking and slavery. You know, we, we, we haven't done that. We're in the, we, it's 2020. And, 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 we, and we're still living in a world where this is happening. And it shouldn't be. And again, when is the last time you heard of an administration applying these executive orders and, and putting these people in, in, in certain positions that, you know what? I'll tell you what. If this saves one single person, one single child, is it worth it? That's an easy answer. The easy answer is yes. It's absolutely worth it. Of course it is. Because because the idea is that we're here to save every single life. Every single life matters. And if the president's willing to do that and to do things like this to help, then you know what? I'm all about it. Let's let's stop it. Let's let's right? Let's make it stop. That's what I'm saying. Right? So I mentioned 1988, right? So let's do this. I don't talk about the president anymore. I don't want to talk about none of that. I just wanted to clear the air and get that out in the open because I just didn't want to, I don't want to talk about it later, but I, I just wanted to get it out of the, out of the way now. Uh, so be on the lookout, guys. So so make sure you have, if you have a chance, watch the State of the Union. Otherwise, I always tell people, you know, if you don't if you don't pay attention, then you have no reason to bitch. You know, you can say what you want about the president, but if you're not educated and you don't know what's going on, then... then Nobody's going to take you seriously. So just so invest some time and figure out what's going on so you can have an intelligent conversation about these things. The cost of living in 1988, the good times, right? Let's check that out. Uh, let's see. So if you wanted to buy a new house in 1988, it would cost you $91,600. Not bad, right? Not bad. Average income per year was about $24,000. That's not bad. Not bad. Rent, four twenty. Uh, average price for a new car was going to be about ten grand, um, and the price of gasoline it went up from the last one, guys. Ninety one cents a gallon, ninety one cents a gallon. I tell you what, I do remember. It wasn't nineteen eighty eight. It was it was later later on into I want to say the nineties, where I actually remember gas like at ninety nine cents a gallon, and it was way it was it, that wasn't the average. The average it was right around two bucks, and somehow something happened and it ended up driving. I remember people would just lined up constantly filling up their cars. I mean, people wouldn't even let it go to half before they were filling up their cars again. Crazy movie ticket was going to cost you about three dollars and fifty cents. Postage stamp, 24 cents. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember a postage stamp for 24 cents? Right? I don't. I don't. A dozen of eggs cost you 65 cents. And the gallon of milk was about two bucks. Dollar eight, dollar eighty nine. If you wanted a, um, a Logitech mouse, it's going to cost you 90 bucks. Huh? How about that? I bet you that was one of those clicker ones too, the cheap ones. Uh, IBM PC with 30 megabyte hard disk, mono monitor, and 512K memory would have cost you $1,249. Crazy. A Ford Taurus would have ran you about nine grand, and a Volkswagen Rabbit, my favorite. I love Volkswagen Rabbits. Um, you know what? I would actually buy one now if I could find one. I would buy it. That was going to cost you about seven thousand dollars not bad at all guys i don't know if you noticed i do have a um <clears throat> a little rasp in my voice i've been kind of fighting off this this cold for a little while uh i'm taking my meds i'm hydrating i'm doing all the, the right things but for some reason this thing keeps coming back to me and i keep fighting it but 
Um, you know what? I'll take this in comparison to what's going on with that whole coronavirus thing. I will tell you. Um, you know, I was even today. You know what? I was actually surprised. You know, speaking of the coronavirus, I was at the hospital today, uh, and nobody had masks on. I was really surprised. You know, I thought for sure I was going to walk in there and there was going to be everybody with like masks on and quarantine and look out for. And it wasn't. There wasn't a single sign about it. There was nobody doing anything extra. I mean, for goodness sake, I walked in the place and as soon as I walked in, I was you know every every station where there was a hand sanitizer, I was cleaning my hands. But nonetheless, <clears throat> no masks, no nothing. So. I encourage you guys to be careful. They um, they just, I mean, for us, I mean, I can't speak for everybody in the world or in the country, but I know for us, they just um, announced that um, a couple of people in Boston, uh, you know, again, we're a melting pot here. Everybody from all, you know, people from all over the world are coming in and out of Boston constantly. It's a, it's a hub. So it doesn't surprise me that that's the case, but um, they were saying that somebody, um, you know, local has got it. So, you, know, you got to be careful because they figure by the time they figure that out. And then, you know what? I also read um, that China is accusing the United States of over-exaggerating this. And it, listen, what do you mean over-exaggerate? How can you over-exaggerate something like this? The idea is to stop it, right, and prevent it. I mean, I, you know, I'd hate to think that we're not doing anything about it. And I think step one is inform people and make them aware that you know there's a virus out there that's going to make people sick and that they should try to avoid and protect themselves. I mean... Why would, you know what I mean? I don't understand. Like, I, I, I would imagine like something like this, you couldn't, you'd, you'd almost over have to over prepare, right? I mean, that's, that would be the idea, right? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, you tell me, because I know for, for me and my family, you, you know, we, we got supplies. We went out, we got supplies, and God forbid in the event that we need them, um, we have them. So, I mean, I, you know, all in all, I will tell you the news has been very informative. I, I'm glad, you know, to hear that they, they're actually putting out more and more information. Like, you know, this it's only transmitted, you know, from person to person. It can't be from object to object, which is a concern of mine, you know, especially in the business that I'm in and the things that I do. You know, we do deal with some product that comes from China. So I want to make sure that, you know, you know, somebody that I know or my staff members are going to be touching a package that could be contaminated with this coronavirus right i mean you want to try to prevent that at all costs so for me knowing that it's no you know it's not transmitted that way that it really is person to person um i can be a little more cautious right and then you can be cautious and if you have small children i mean they're telling you really be careful with kids man kids are just carriers of everything right i mean you can't i mean I, my granddaughter she's two she's like a little little germ right she's got everything <laughs> Right, a little my my little germ. She carries little germs. She got little germs everywhere. Um, well, guys, want to talk a little bit about technology? Let's talk a little bit about technology. All right, a little technology. Uh, the first transatlantic fiber optic cable was laid, and it could carry forty thousand telephone calls simultaneously. Guys, I will tell you that um, that is in fact. Um, I mean, when you when you think about forty thousand lines at simultaneously, the the fact that um, that that was happening then, absolutely amazing. I mean, seriously, you, you got to think to yourself. You know, we're talking analog. We're not talking digital. We're not talking compression. You know, we're not talking any of those things. We're just talking the, this line, literally lines of copper wire carrying voice, and then facsimile. So you had data at some point traveling through there, and then of course. Um, anybody remember AOL.com? Remember that? AOL? You got mail. Remember that? That was all, um, because of the fact 
that you had, you know, this this fiber optic cable running across, um, <laughs> it's like the Atlantic Ocean, right? Literally across it. Now we do everything satellite, nothing. But imagine that this stuff is sitting at the bottom of the ocean. It's amazing to me that we would even think that way. Um, Stephen Hawking. You guys, you remember Stephen Hawking? Uh, you know, again, one of the most brilliant minds of our time. And um, he happened to publish a book, A Brief History of Time, if you haven't had a chance to read it. Um, pretty cool concept. I mean, if you're really into that, again, guys, you know, physics to me is one of those, it's almost one of those things I don't want to know, right? I mean, because it kind of, physics for me takes the magic out of everything. I, I know you need it, right? I get it, Einstein, and you need all of that. And I, and I you know, kind of like my doctor. I need my doctor, but I don't want to know what he does for his job because I don't need to know the, the gory details. You know what I mean? And same thing with physics. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're here and I know that we're all, you know, literally on a rock floating in space around a, a, a big ball of fire and I'm not quite sure how that all works but, you know, sometimes physics, they, they, they can kind of figure that stuff out and <clears throat> again, I don't know that I want to know the answer to that. So, um, if you're a fan, go for it. It's called A Brief History of Time with by Stephen Hawkins. Uh, oh, if you don't remember this, the first major computer virus infects computers connected to the internet. They said that that was the, um, the actual, the worm, if you guys remember the worm. And that actually, um, should, that literally should, you know, that was a really, it was almost one of those things, it was a catch-22. It was a good thing, it was a double-edged sword, it was a bad thing. It was a good thing um, because it really identified and showed the world that you know there was a vulnerability to data you know you just couldn't just leave it out there for anybody to to get at it and and and, and two um it, it i think it it ushered a whole economy of virus protection right like the you know, the, the the nortons and the, the the mcafees of the world uh those companies exist solely to um, prevent, um, you know, viruses, you know, in, in, in these companies. And you even hear now, like a lot of these hospitals and, um, even like these, um, um, like orphanages and things like that, like they, they get taken hostage and they, um, they, they hold the data and they say, if you don't pay, you know, this amount of money by this amount of time, we're going to erase all this data. Imagine being held hostage that way with all your information and all your data. I can't even imagine, um, how difficult that is to make a decision like that. To, you know what? And, you know the rule is never, you know, you never, um, you never give a, a terrorist. But but in this case, like, what do you you have to right? Because otherwise, you're not going to get your stuff. But in, and in most cases, they pay the money and they get the stuff back. So it almost encourages more and more people to do it. You just got to figure it out. And it goes into that dark web. I say that. Uh, I will tell you guys. I've never seen it. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Uh, and people say that there's a lot of um, shenanigans going on in the uh, the dark web. Uh, the U.S. stealth bomber. Guys, you remember the stealth bomber? It was revealed. That was unbelievable to see that thing. I mean, just, you know, uh, the show of supremacy and technology, uh, the idea that, that, that there was a, ve- a vessel that, that could fly through the air that was completely undetectable, um, could fly at altitudes of, you know, that no other plane could fly. Uh, again, just, you know, the United States doing what the United States does. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not about the war machine. I'm really not, but in, in all fairness and in, in, to the right of technology, you know, who's more advanced than, than the military, right? They're cutting edge, everything they do, everybody they hire, they hire the most, you know, brilliant contractors to build 
probably the most incredible technological advances um, of mankind. You know, the military gets it first, and you know, even you think GPS, for goodness sake, GPS, the military owned GPS before we got it. Let me take a drink. You know, no, here we are. We take it for granted, and we use it every single day. Um, every single day, we use we use GPS, and not even, again, like I said, we take it for granted. Uh, what else? Um, oh, you know what? This was pretty cool. Um, U.S. Um, using carbon dating. Uh, carbon dating. Uh, if you didn't know, um, it was established. This was right around like 1988. This is pretty cool. It was established that the um, the turn shroud cannot be uh, the burial cloth of Christ. I don't know if you guys remember that. They did a whole documentary about it, and they had that cloth there with that, and it looked like it could have been like Jesus laying there, um, you know, at, at his death. But um, you know, they did the carbon dating and realized that it, you know. Although it does have um, um, some, a, a lot of, or I would imagine quite a bit of religious significance, it, they did determine that it wouldn't, it could not have been uh, Christ himself because of the the timeline, or you know, the the person Jesus, uh, his body wouldn't have been um, at that time. So uh, there you go, carbon dating. How cool is that? And now we know everything, right? They did the dinosaurs that can carbon date pretty much almost anything uh, and tell you pretty much it. it you know, within a year or so, how, how old, um, it is. Um, this is great news, right? For anybody who's on Prozac, 1988, there it was. The, um, antidepressant Prozac was introduced, um, which quickly became the market leader for, uh, treating, uh, depression. Prozac, there you go. Making people happy one pill at a time. And then, <laughs> Laser eye surgery in the U.S. There you go. Laser eye surgery. I, guys, I will tell you. Um, and hit me up, guys, if you haven't, um, or if you have, I should say, if you have had uh, laser eye surgery. I am seriously considering it. I think I may do it. Um, actually, in the in the market of uh, for for a, uh, uh, an eye doctor that will do the procedure. I'm just, you know what, guys, I'm I'm done with glasses. I'm at that point where I could be at bifocals, um, so I'm not even sure. If I can even get the laser, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and talk to somebody. And if you guys know somebody or recommend somebody, let me know. Hit me up um, on my email at the Bobby Kudo Show Gmail Twitter, uh, Facebook, or Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know and um, help a brother out, man. Let me see. Let me figure that out. You know, give me some. I always rather go with word of mouth. You know what I mean? Because things like that are scary. My eyes. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you guys a funny story. I don't wear contacts. Um, and the reason why is I get this thing about my eye. I, you know what? Like, like an idiot, I'm in the mirror, and I and, and every time I go to put the contact in my eye, I my eye, I close my eyelid, and I can't seem to tell my brain to leave my eye open so that I can put the contact in. So, um, needless to say, the frustration um, quickly. I, I just I decided that I wasn't wearing contacts. So, which brings me back to my original point of LASIK, and that's. Um, I think that's the way I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, gonna find me a good laser uh, laser eye surgery uh, doctor. United States President in 1908 was Mr. George H. W. Bush. Uh, he was a Republican. Uh, he defeated he defeated Michael Dukakis. You guys remember Michael Dukakis from Massachusetts? Uh, he was a Democrat of Massachusetts. Terrible, terrible. I'm so, it's no you know it's no surprise. And you know it's funny. I was talking to Rachel about it today. And if you look, they were they're doing the Iowa caucuses tonight. Um, big deal, big to do. And uh, 
you know, it's a, it, it blows my mind that you know if you look at the Democrat the Democratic Party, the the, the candidates right now that are running for um, the office of president. I mean, if you're a Democrat, you can't be happy about it. You really can't. I mean, I guys, I tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I am an independent, um, and I look at both sides and I say to myself, gee, if I if this was a, if this was a football game, right, and I'm looking, like, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Who who do I want to win? You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, like, look. If, if guys, Sanders, I mean, I, 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 life support, right? The guy's on life support, pretty much, right? Uh, you know, Biden, it, it, he's a creep, stranger danger. Do you really want? Do you really want? Um, you know, a creep like that in in the office? I don't. I, I really don't. You got Elizabeth Warren. I, and again, who who, who is it? Who are you going to pick? I just I find it hard to choose um, a candidate that's going to represent the Democratic Party. And you know it's going to be one of them fools because they got, and then of course Bloomberg's trying to get in with all this crazy money. You know what? And here's something else. I'll say something else. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you and enlighten you right now. The NFL is tax exempt. The National Football League does not pay taxes. Okay, that that I'm telling you with certainty. They do not pay taxes. Therefore, I believe that they should not have any influence or be able to broadcast any political message from any political party whatsoever, period. All right? You're not paying taxes, so therefore Bloomberg can't take out a $10 million advertising and put it during the Super Bowl. It, to me, it's 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 unfair. I think it, I think it takes the, 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 you know what? It doesn't make it an even playing field for the candidates. It really doesn't. And to be honest with you, this Bloomberg coming in this late into the, into the oh, he's going to screw everything up, guys. If you're a Democrat right now, you should be pissed off. You should be very, very mad because he is going to screw everything up. He's going to end up being an independent. You know, I know Stevie mentioned it. He's going to end up being an independent and he's going to screw the whole thing up. And you could see it happening because he's no way, there is no way that he is getting that. He's not getting that. The Democratic, uh, no, he's not getting it. So, I don't know, just another fool trying to trying to get in, and uh, I don't get it. You know what? To be quite honest, it, it, it makes me angry, and I um, and I don't typically get angry. Uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Did you guys know that in 1988, <laughs> the very first McDonald's restaurant uh, in the country, run by the Communist Party, opens in Belgrade, Yugoslavia? There you go. You could get a Big Mac in 1988. I remember that. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I do remember that being on the news, and um, that really paved the way for McDonald's. McDonald's was it was already worldwide, but to get into Russia, communist Russia, Yugoslavia, um, Belgrade, like all of that, like to, to be in that, and there was a couple. I mean, that was a little article. I just took a little snippet out of it, but there was at that point they kind of just got traction and. Um, they spread out all over the place, but again, that's a, that's an American country. That's an American company. You know what I mean? Over and you know, at that time and in, in that that uh, that climate, that was a big deal. I, that was a really really big deal. So that was a cool moment for um, for myself and for uh, anybody who was around and remembers that. Uh, how about some cool stuff? How about some pop culture? You guys want to talk about some pop culture stuff? We could do that too. Uh, how about all right? So let's say this: if you were born in 1988. Uh, then let's see here. Then you would have, you would be sharing a birthday with the famous people such as Adele. Hmm. I will tell you, I was very surprised that, um, Adele was, I, I you know what? I, maybe cause I thought, maybe I thought she was older. Um, I didn't realize, you know, how, um, 
how young she was. So Adele, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown, whether you're a fan or not, you have to appreciate Mr. Antonio Brown and his talents. Uh, he's also born um, in 1981. Uh, Conor McGregor, another guy, Conor McGregor, 1988. Man, Mr. Kevin Durant with the Brooklyn Nets. How about that? So you guys got to share a birthday with uh, some pretty cool peeps. Um, that's pretty cool. Popular movies of 1988. We're going to talk about those. We had Rain Man. Who didn't watch Rain Man with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, right? That was a good flick. That was a good flick. Good premise. Pretty cool. And that was, you know what? That was pre-Tom Cruise being douchey. I think Tom Tom Cruise is a douche now. The whole Katie. They, like when he was jumping on Oprah's couch, like he, yeah, he douchebag alert. He's been a douchebag ever since. He's big into that Scientology thing too. He's he's like the uh, grandmaster of Scientology, and he's just a weird cat, man. That's just a weird dude. Uh, another movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Did you guys go see that? I wouldn't go see it. Terrible. I didn't like it. I don't know if you guys did. Uh, Big with Tom Hanks. That was an awesome movie, right? Who didn't enjoy that? That was a cool premise. The idea that he, you know, at the carnival and he makes the wish, I want to be big. And the next thing you know, he wakes up and he, and you know what? And that again, that was Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks was funny and Tom Hanks wasn't uh, so pretentious. Twins. <laughs> with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a good flick, too. And you know what? That was the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger era. He was in every single movie. Jingle All the Way, Commando, you name it. Like, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger was literally in every... It was him, um, Sylvester Stallone, um, and um, uh, what's the other guy's name there? The uh, karate guy there. Um, oh, my goodness. I can't think of his name. Um he did uh, f- not not Fight Club, um, Blood Sport. You know what? It'll come to me. Uh, I know I can't forgive myself because his name is like right on the tip of my tongue. Crocodile Dundee two, um, Die Hard. Um, Die Hard was another one with Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, that was a good flick, and it was a good holiday flick, and it was fun, and it was uh, action packed. Had a good story to it. Um, how about uh, Naked Gun? That was a good movie. Um, that was with um, Leslie Nielsen, and that was um, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> right? Did you guys remember that? O.J. Simpson was uh, in The Naked Gun. Beetlejuice uh, with Tim Burton. Guys, Tim Burton, right? Like, a little weird, right? But that, if you guys don't remember, that was Gina Davis, huh? Alec Baldwin, right? And Mr. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, right? There you go. I, you know, I almost forgot that Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin were in that. Go figure that out. They were so young. Um, what else? What else? What else? A Fish Called Wanda. If you guys remember that. That was a weird movie. That was one of those European movies. I I wasn't a big fan. I, you know, I put it in there because I think it's important to culture. But ultimately, I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, and Friday the 13th. And you listen, you won't believe this one. Part 7. The New Blood, right? I think they went. How many... Anybody know how many Friday the 13th there are? I'm curious. I'm actually going to look that up at some point. I'm curious to see how many they finally got to. Um, because, I, I mean, amazing that you can you can run that many. I mean, it's the same movie over and over again, right? I mean, then they brought Freddy in. And I think Jason and Freddy were fighting the alien, maybe, at some point. No? And, oh, how about the um, <laughs> how about the Predator? Wasn't Freddy and Jason fighting the Predator and the alien, I think, at this point? Yeah, I think they did like a cross-platform thing going on there. Um, and that's pretty much it for movies, guys. That's pretty much it. And guess what? You know what? It is the time 
my favorite time anyway, of the podcast where we talk about my one of my most favorite things in the whole world, and that is music. I love music. You guys know that I love music. And in 1988, there were a couple of um, very popular bands that were out. Um, you know, even, you know, this first one I was kind of on the fence about, but, you know, I, I figured it was important because it's culture and, um, and history and I probably should include them. So give this one a listen and let's see if you can guess who this is. Let's see. This was Enya. I'll tell you what, if you guys want to sleep in more than on more, on more than one occasion, I've actually said, hey Google, <laughs> play Enya. And it just plays all night long. You know, one Enya song after another. And I think Enigma gets mixed in there too. Great, great sleeping music. But if you didn't know, that was um off their album Flow. Enya is actually I say they. Enya is a person. She's a singer, songwriter, and a musician. She does all the stuff herself. Very impressive. Uh, and that was her second album. Um so there you go. Sail away, sail away. Right? Right? I mean and you could you could sail away if you want to. This next one. This next one, guys is probably one of my favorite. And I will tell you, I'm a little embarrassed. Um, and I'll tell you why in a second. Once um, we talk about this individual, I had no idea. I almost feel like time capsule, like I lost time with this guy. Um, you're going to hear the song. You're going to know who it is. And when I tell you, um, it's going to kind of bum you out a little bit. So let's just get right to it. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Palmer. Did you know and if you didn't know Mr. Robert Palmer, Simply Irresistible. Do you guys know he passed away on September 26th of 2003 in Paris, France at the age of 54 years old? I swear to you. I, Guys, I thought he was still alive. I thought Robert Palmer was among us. I had no idea that he had passed away. So, rest in peace to you, sir. So much influence in the 80s. This guy wrote a lot of music for a lot of people. Kind of did his own little solo thing for a little bit. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Rest in peace, Mr. Robert Palmer. I I had no idea he had passed away. Shame on me, right? Like, you know, I pretend like I know all about music. I don't even know the guy is dead. Shame on me. <laughs> you know, this next band, I will tell you that I, you know, I'm only going to play this because I, 
I didn't even know I didn't even know this band existed. I'm gonna play it because I'm I'm gonna be sure that there's someone out there, probably my brother Lou. Shout out, brother Lou, who has heard this band before and be like, "Why you didn't mention that band?" You know what? I have never heard of this band. Maybe you guys have. Maybe I'll enlighten you. Maybe I won't. Let's give it a shot. I just thought it was pretty cool. It was something different. Here and here we go. And the name of the band is Eraser. And it's called A Little Respect. Do you know this song? It was like top of the charts in 1988. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Remember that whole comment I made about cocaine in the 80s? There you go. This was the <laughs> these guys. These guys were the result of that. Oh, funny. This next band, guys, is really really cool. Um, I will tell you guys. I am not a. I am not a deep seated fan. Um, they are quite popular. Uh, they've been very popular. Uh, they continue to be popular. I think they're still touring, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you know, they, they're one of these. As a matter of fact, they were. They were. You'll know who I'm talking about once I tell you this. Um, at one point, Apple actually forced that forced you to have. I think they still do. If you have iTunes in your iPhone, if you go and look, you're going to see that you have this band's album in your phone. If you have an Apple device, I don't know if they still do it or if they, but I know that they did it for a while. And of course, I am talking about. Um, I'm talking about the great band. You too. You see, you won. Diamonds on the ring of gold. You say you won. Your story to remain untold. But all the promises we made. And this was off their album, Rattle and Hum. It was a hybrid live studio album. I'm really not into their commercial stuff really so much. I really wanted to pick something good, something substance, and then um, this is a great jam. All I want, all I want, you. It's a good jam. I mean, that's you too. If you like you too, um, you'll appreciate that one. And. <laughs> This next band, I warn you all, I will warn you all, um, again, another inclusion uh, by default, I mean, because you have to. Uh, if you didn't, then I'm not true to the word of delivering um, a good message. And that message would have to include, um, I mean, these guys have been around forever. If you, if you didn't know, I think it was probably in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, these guys um, popped up and they've been putting music out like nonstop, but <laughs> but this song funny went along with another movie uh, by someone I mentioned earlier, Tom Cruise. Uh, if you remember the movie Cocktail, jeez, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know what? Go watch it for yourself. Go check it out. But you couldn't watch it. This this was this was what it was all about, right here. 
I'm talking about the Beach Boys, <laughs> Kokomo. The truth is, there is no island Kokomo off the Florida Keys. It doesn't exist. So the whole song is a lie. It's all a lie. But you know what? <laughs> I challenge you. Every single one of you will listen to this. This was on the radio constantly, and they played it over and over and over and over again. Oh my goodness Somebody drive that bus off the road So that was a big deal guys That was, And again it was with that movie Cocktail Tom Cruise um, You can go watch that for yourselves And form your own opinions I, I don't want to I don't want to sway your opinion But it was It was a rough one to watch um, And this next one I, I Again I don't typically um, Gee boy we got a lot of this going on huh I don't typically um, I don't typically uh, talk about this artist. Uh, I, I don't know. I for for obvious reasons, my own. Um, you know, even in you know, I, I guess when I can control the content, um, I would never want to give this individual. Um, you know, just just because you know, some of you may think one way, I think another. And it doesn't really matter. But ultimately, he's an artist, and I appreciate the music that he created. And in this case, 1980, this was a huge song. It was a, very controversial. Uh, and once I play it, you guys will know I'm talking about none other than Michael Jackson. And the name of the song was... Dirty Diana. And they weren't playing, they wouldn't play this on the radio, if you remember. Wasn't happening. They wouldn't do it. It was too risque. Diana. And that was off his bad album. If you guys remember that, I mean, we're talking monumental sales on that album. Ridiculous. But that was Michael Jackson. I mean, the king of pop, right? That's what that's what he was the king of pop. Amazing to think. That that would be his um, his legacy. Shame, really. But this next artist, <laughs> you guys will appreciate, and this is a little more fun. A little more fun. Um, as a matter of fact, this artist, um, she she's lucky to be alive. I know that she happened to be. They were touring. Um, she was with a band touring, and they were in a terrible um, a 
terrible uh, bus accident and um, she had some major surgery done and thankfully um, she made out all right and she had a, a very successful career. I believe she married her producer, uh, did very, very well. And of course, I am talking about none other than Miss Gloria Estefan accompanied by the Miami Sound Machine. You know you're dancing right now. How could you help it, right? It was good stuff. It was good stuff. She would put on an amazing show. I mean, if you've ever seen any of her concerts that they would put on, I mean, it was, I mean, fanfare, the bands. I mean, it was always a full, a full out, literally almost a full out orchestra playing for her. Good for you, Gloria. And I think she's still playing. She's still doing well. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, moving on from Gloria. Um, how about this band? You guys will like this one. Um, I don't have too many of these today, but I just got a couple. And I think that these are just very, very important. Uh, how about this one? How about this one? Do you remember this one? Did you call on a Friday night? Did you make that special dedication? Well, you called me up this morning, told me about the new love you found. I said I'm happy for you. Of course, I'm talking about Chicago. I'm really happy for you. Found someone else. I guess I won't be coming round. I guess it's over, baby. And that was funny. This was off their uh, album, Chicago 19, but it was their 16th studio, studio album. So figure that out. There must be some kind of encoded message there. Who knows? Um, and this next artist, you guys will really appreciate this one. And I um, I know you will because I do. Um, and then we're pretty much close to um, my favorite segment of the show, guys. Um, but how about this one? You ready for this one? You guys are going to love this one. Uh, here we go. off his album Faith and that was huge I believe I don't want to make things up I think Faith was his first solo album when he left Wham um, and in all fairness I mean Wham was kind of hokey but you know what you know what given the 80s it got him in the, you know what it got his foot in the door right and then he created his own music um, and then Faith was a huge album for him and you know ever since then the guy was pretty popular and had a pretty successful career so good for you, you know? 
Rest in peace, Judge Michael. We miss you. I mean, did anybody look better in, you know, leather pants and a leather jacket playing the guitar? No. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Uh, and of course, guys, I have... Um, I got one more here. Let's do this one. You guys are gonna love this one. So listen, if you couldn't you couldn't make it through the eighties, thank you, Judge Michael. You couldn't make it through the eighties without hearing this band play. And even now they still are relevant. Um, especially if you you're into sports. I mean it's they constantly play um certain types of I mean, Guns N' Roses is making money and they will continue to make money. But you know, when when you talk about the band, this is the stuff I wanna talk about right here. This is the stuff that you built a whole generation on. When you when you heard this riff and you slash just ripping this guitar up, and then the the intro with Axl Rose, monumental moments. I mean, it takes you back. And if this doesn't take you back, man, nothing will. Sweet child of mine, off their album Appetite for Destruction, ladies and gentlemen, Guns N' Roses. takes me to that special place it really does i'd love to go back it was good times guys right awesome awesome music man people were partying having a good time yeah guns and roses i'll never forget it i'll never forget it i tell you i do remember my wife rachel wearing her guns and roses shirt everybody had one of those shirts you know with the the two guns and the, right? Everybody had one of those shirts. Well, that's, you know, guys, that's pretty much it for the music uh, for this podcast. What'd you think? I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I love that segment. I love doing that with you guys. Absolutely love it. You know, again, I, I, I keep mentioning it to you and I'll say it again and again and again. I absolutely love music. I, I uh, love everything about it. I love the way, for me personally, guys, I mentioned it before in the past. It's bookmarks for me. Like when I when I hear certain songs and I hear certain music, it really takes me back to those moments, and I can almost associate a memory with every song that um, that I enjoy hearing. So, um, you know, why why wouldn't I? You know, what a great what a great what a great thing um, to have. And I I love that I can share that with you guys, and I love that it's a part of the podcast. And um, the really cool thing is, I'll tell you this, um, you know. Some people ask me, "Gee, how do you, how do you, how is it you're able to use, um, you know, the music on the podcast, licensing and everything else?" Well, the truth is, is I, I ask permission. Um, I, I, I actually apply uh, for permission for the songs and, and get the rights um, to, to play them. I mean, of course, you know, I'm using them for educational purposes. I don't typically play the songs, or never really do play the songs in, in their entirety. Um, or and even if I play them, I, I typically voice over the song. So. 
Um, it really truly is for, for educational purposes. I'm not playing the song for any other reason other than the fact that I want to share it with the experience with you. Uh, maybe me enlighten you a little bit about the band, maybe a little enlighten you a little bit about the song. Um, but ultimately it just, it works out fantastic. And the fact that, you know, I'll, I'll give you credit, um, to all the music, you know, the, the companies out there, Warner brothers, Sony, um, just to name a few that, um, have been working with me. And I really appreciate the fact that you guys are allowing me to use, um, these songs and, um, um, and share them because I mean, ultimately then they just, what are they? They're just lost in some vault somewhere and nobody's hearing these things. So the fact that we can share, um, this music with each other is, I think, is absolutely wonderful. You know, you know, and I was, um, I was, you know, talking to Rachel about it the other day, and I hate to keep mentioning it, but um, you know, I mentioned it. Like, you know, if I had to think of the podcast, and I've probably mentioned this in the past, is I really would love for you to feel like I'm in your passenger seat with you. You know, that you know, we're, we're flicking through the radio together, and we're listening to music, and we're kind of stuck in this time capsule um, of whatever year it happens to be. You know, I. I really typically, I, I pick the years at random. I don't really look for, um, unless something or someone relevant will be on the show or something really, you know, something relevant happens. But typically, you know, I, I try to kind of reach my hand in the hat and pull out a year and um, and, and go with that because, you know, ultimately the, the, every year, uh, it, it, you know, in my lifetime is relevant, you know, to me. And, you know, not to mention what's happened outside of my lifetime, but just in my lifetime and if, if I can go through the years of my life and share my experiences along with some of the great music um, and, and TV shows and movies and media that I experience, um, why wouldn't I do that? You know what I mean? Why, why wouldn't I remind you uh, maybe of some of the great things that maybe you forget about? You know, that, that, that to me, that's like, you know, like that's the, the prize in the Cracker Jack box. You know, you know, you, you know the Cracker Jack box, the Cracker Jacks are good, um, but when you get in there and you open up the little package and you get that cool toy, that doesn't that just make it even better, right? I mean, that's that's right. That's what I would think. That's I, I would like to think anyway. Um, yeah, but moving on, guys. I don't want to. I don't want to get stuck on that. But I had a couple of TV shows I want to talk about from 1988 that I hope <laughs> that I hope you guys will enjoy. And there was, and I will tell you, there was a, like a list, no joke, like a legit list of TV shows. Um, so I kind of had to filter through some of those. Um, I mean, again, the show can only be so long, guys. Uh, so I, I picked through the ones that I thought would would be the most fun to kind of try to guess. Um, so I'm going to play the first one for you. And let's see. I'm going to give you a second and see if you can remember this great TV show that was out in 1988. And here you go. What do you think? Do you remember it? I love this show. Do you remember? Oh, I'm going to tell you. You ready? Night Court. It was Night Court. With Bull. Right? It was great. I love that show. And it would come on. And it was funny. Night Court. It would come on late, right? I remember the show coming on late. And it was good. That was very, very good. A um, little risque, but the topics were always different. It always seemed like it was a different show, different topics. You could only imagine the things that would happen in the courthouse. And you know, quite honestly, I can't imagine why somebody hasn't done a remake on that. Because what a great idea, right? Like of all the, the happenings and shenanigans happening in a courthouse, especially like night court, uh, like in that situation. 
Oh, George Harry. It was great. A great one. All right. This one, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this one because I want to give everybody a shot. So this one, you, I know you're going to guess this one as soon as I start playing it. But in all fairness, it is a classic, and I needed to share this with you. Again, it's part of the show. So here you go. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And of course, all those nights when I'm talking no about lights, cheers, right? Where everybody knows your name. Can I tell you a secret? I wasn't a huge fan. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. I do want to go where everybody knows my name, but I wasn't a huge fan of the TV show. So uh, maybe you were, but but <laughs> I wasn't. But this next one, I was a huge fan, and I hope you were too. And if you were, then you're going to guess it as soon as I start to play it. And here you go. What do you think? There's a time for love and a time for living. You take a chance and face the Tony Danza. Open road and a road that's hidden. A brand new life around the bend. And of course I'm talking about who's the boss? Lost a dream or two. With Tony and Samantha, did they were already get together already? I mean, my goodness, they made us wait how many years for them to hook up? I mean it was ridiculous. The tension was crazy. Right? What a great show. Right? And you know what? When that came out, that was kind of, that was kind of, you know, kind of muddy water, right? People, relationships, you know what I mean? It was, if you go back and you watch some of these shows, I tell you, I watch them and sometimes I get a little uncomfortable because again, back then what was okay wasn't always the case uh, or isn't the case today, right? I mean, that was, right? Right? I would think so. Uh, and I'm going to give you this one. Let's see. Let's see. You ready? Let's see. Let's, let's do this one right here and let's see if you get this one. I, I don't know if I would guess this one, but I knew once I knew because I make the show. If you haven't guessed it by now, you won't. <laughs> that was a theme song for Growing Pains. That was one of the hottest TV shows, right? It really was. Yep, there it was. Good show. It was a good show. I watched it. I enjoyed it. And of course, this last one is got to be one of my most favorite TV shows. Um, you know, and again, one of these low-budget shows, but I think they did just a fantastic job putting it together. Um, and you know what? Even now, it's spun off a bunch of careers for a bunch of people. 
Um, but back then, this this is what was on TV. And once you're gonna know what this one is. Of course, you know what this is, right? Married with children, Al Bundy, Peggy, right? Do you remember? What'd you think? What'd you think of our TV show, right? TV show um, recap, right? Wasn't that fantastic, right? Wasn't it? And just for the record, it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's who I was thinking of earlier with Donald Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I told you guys it would come to me. It would just be a matter of time. I just needed to stew on it for a while. So, um, Right? So there you go, guys. That was some TV shows from the 1980s, or I should say 1988. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I know I super enjoyed it because I just remember all those shows. And there was so many of them. Um, 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 what else was it? Um... Uh, the take the good, the take the bad, uh, the facts of life was on. Uh, there was a bunch of them that were on. It was all those. It was like that era, Silver Spoons. It was a couple of them that were on um, that you really would remember. Um, and that was just a couple of them. But there was a lot of great TV on if you were in the 80s. And everything was moral, right? Everything was morally driven. You know, everything was trying to, well, everybody was trying to teach you how to be a better person, right? That's what it seemed like anyway, right? Back then. Great. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and you know, I, you know, let's do this. I, um, it was two ways. I, I there's two ways I was going to go out and, um, you know, we're an hour and 18 minutes in and I know I tend to ramble a little bit, right? Uh, not that you don't know that already, but a couple of things I wanted to talk about in one, I don't want to get overshadowed by the other. Uh, and one is kind of fun and the other one really isn't. Uh, so let's talk about shows to watch. I know I did this segment last episode and I really wanted to do it again because um, I, I got to tell you guys, I have become um, borderline obsessed with Netflix. I think <laughs> I think Netflix is whatever they're doing, whoever they hire over there, they got, they're doing it and they're doing it right. Some of the most riveting, um, um, entertaining um, uh, TV shows on television right now, hands down. I mean, without, without question, you, you turn it on and they got a little bit of everything for everything. Uh, and last week into this week, uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, I, I might have mentioned it in the last episode. The name of the show is called, um, the series is called Cold Case. Um, and it really is just absolutely amazing. And it's about, uh, and again, I know I mentioned it to you guys before, I, I can't watch a show unless it's closure. Like I, I need closure. I just can't, I can't watch a show and leave it open-ended. It bothers me. Uh, and in this case, the cold case it, it it almost it, it teases that 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 um, that 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 sensation where um, you get the story, you know about uh, this unfortunate murder, um, and some of these murders like for the one we watched it's season two by the way, um, for the one we watched today, it was for a young lady, and it had been twenty two years. Imagine waiting twenty two years to find out um, that. Who the, who, the, who, the, who the murderer or the responsible party is for, the, for your loved one. Imagine waiting 22 years. And in this, in this case, that's exactly what it is. So a lot of these, um, these episodes are just so touching because you can imagine, um, you know, it's one thing to lose a loved one, a child, or um, anyone for that matter, but to lose someone 
uh, and not know uh, who was responsible uh, is even more devastating, I would imagine. And in this case here, uh, it was a small town, uh, and the dad, uh, who was a single dad raising his daughter, uh, the one who, the, the one that was murdered, he never gave up. And what he did, you know, and, and you think about it, I mean, just a, a just a, a glimpse of brilliance, and that was he continued to remind everyone that there was still a murderer among them. Um, you know, everyone might have forgotten that his daughter uh, was murdered, but but you know, it's one thing to remind people that the person that murdered her is still out there and it hasn't been found. So it put a sense of urgency uh, on everybody, and, it, and I believe that that's what. Uh, maintain the traction for them to go ahead and actually find the people that were responsible um, for this beautiful um, woman's life uh, was it's just it's inspiring to see that there is a commitment and there are people out there that are willing to do anything and to go to any means possible uh, to find justice for uh, someone else so uh, if you haven't had a chance guys go over there on Netflix it's out right now season one season two absolutely phenomenal uh, and still on Netflix Night on Earth. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Check this out. They actually go all over the world and they record wildlife with these amazing um, night vision cameras. And the amazing thing is is that these cameras literally look, they look like the image you're watching, it looks like it's daytime. And it's such a cool um scene like to just to see it the way that it looks uh probably some of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life like hands down some of the coolest thing uh, images that i've ever seen in my life you know they they record the you know the cheetahs um hunting at night which they said never they never happened uh, just just some of the most I mean, guys if you want to just some 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 amazing amazing programming that's going to enlighten you go check that out it's night on earth um, and I, I think it's one of the first things that pops up and maybe for me because it knows like Netflix kind of profiles me and it knows what I like. You might have to look for it. But if you have to, uh, it's called Night on Earth. Um, and of course, last but not least, um, there is no pattern here, by the way, guys. <laughs> I am not a serial killer. Um, the, the name of the show, it's uh, actually season two. Uh, I am a killer and it is absolutely riveting. It is the from the, the from the mouth of these serial killers or these murderers um, or these killers that um, are in prison, and the way that they edit it and they put these, the show together is they they give they give the killer you know the the first segment of the show, so you're hearing it from one side. Um, you know, again, I'm a strong believer. Everyone, guys, I'm a strong believer. There's two sides to every story, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And this show really takes advantage of that 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 prospect, and it actually gives the, the killer the opportunity to tell their side of the story before you get to, um, you know, the victims and the victim side of the story. So you almost kind of—I hate to say—you form an opinion right in the beginning, but you kind of do, um, regardless of what direction you you form your opinion with nay or nay or for. But in in, in this case, you. You then change your mind, or you go back and forth, and you shenanigans. You don't know shenanigans, but it's a really, really cool show. It makes you think, um, and is really, really going to be worth your time. So if you have a chance, go check it out. It's season two on Netflix. I am a killer. Go check that out uh, if you haven't. And that is some good stuff for your brain. And that's pretty much my recommendations for shows to watch for this um, week on episode twenty-five, uh, which brings me to. Um, 
I guess, guys, I guess this will be the, just me walking us out um, and really the topic that I wanted to talk about today, and that was something very, very important. Um, and that really, and I'm sure you guys have all heard about it uh, or seen it in social media. And that was, um, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let me let me let me do something uh, different here. Let me let me let me play something, right? And then while I play this amazing um, this amazing work of art, I want to talk about what what I want to talk about. So let's do that. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. And of course, what I'm playing here is Demi Lovato's version of the national anthem for the Super Bowl. that doesn't give you goosebumps then nothing will so that was Demi Lovato who did an absolutely amazing amazing job at singing our national anthem uh, at one of if not the largest sporting events um, to date right and <laughs> if you happen to catch social media you must have seen that Beyonce and Mr. Jay-Z um, did not stand up for the national anthem. You know, and I have a couple of things to say about that. You know, one, shame on you. Uh, and I don't want to make this, you know, the the out of my podcast today, but I really want to address it because I think it's absolutely shameful. Um, you know, one, you know, kind of, you know, again, doing some research for the show and you wouldn't know it, but uh, in 2013, uh, you know, Miss Beyonce Knowles, uh, Mrs. Cotter, uh, she was right there when 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 President Obama was was being inaugurated. Uh, she she went out and she sang the national anthem. So, you know, my question is is you know what what made it okay to sing it then, uh, and 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 now you 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 don't stand for it. You sit and you you know what and even that like show a little respect for um, the fellow artist who who is uh, standing in the middle of that field singing that national anthem. You know, Beyonce, you did it once too. You sang for the Super Bowl and you sang the national anthem for the Super Bowl. So now, uh, all high and mighty, uh, you and Jay Z sitting in your chairs. You know you got a bazillion dollars and 
Um, you know, you think you're trying to make a point, but at the end of the day, it's absolutely shameful that you sit there, um, you know, with that smug on your face, like you guys are almighty and better than everyone else. And somehow uh, you're teaching your daughter that that's what you're teaching your daughter. Uh, you know, you guys are all, you go into the bank and you're cashing the checks and you love the American dollar, but you, you won't you won't go ahead and you won't support the troops uh, and the ones that are making the ultimate sacrifice every single day so that you can go to the bank and cash all that money, right? And live, and live somehow live like you're, you're hip-hop royalty. You know what I mean? You know, quite honestly, Jay-Z, um, you, you, you know what I think? I think Jay-Z's been lucky. I think Jay-Z uh, might have come across some money and hooked himself up with the right people. Uh, you know, even finding, you know, like Rihanna and the amount of money that she's made him. But, you know, people act like Jay-Z is something great and something wonderful and the Black Album. And, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I've listened to pretty much all of Jay-Z's music and his his, his disc, disc, discography. Uh, and I'm not impressed. You know, if you want to talk about rhymes and rapping and talking about struggle, um, there are a lot of rappers out there that I believe had more soul and more conviction uh, than Jay-Z. I don't think Jay-Z ever had uh, enough struggle in his life to be uh, even an iota or pinnacle to be um, uh, an artist such as, let's just say, like a Tupac Shakur. Uh, you know what? Let's get even You know what? Even more modern. Let's talk about uh, 50 Cent. You know, there's somebody who, who, who built a brand for himself, spoke about his life, his struggle. Guy was shot nine times and somehow built an empire off that. Jay-Z, uh, I just think he got lucky, buddy. And then the fact that you met Beyonce and, um, you know, granted, you know, let's not take away anything away from uh, Beyonce because the truth is, is that... Um, she does have an amazing voice. Let's let's not we can't deny that. Uh, she has talent. Uh, she can dance. Uh, you know, total package. But quite honestly, you're an ugly person. And Jay Z, you're an ugly person. When you don't support the country of the people that are supporting you, um, I think that's pretty shameful. I really do. I I think that's pretty. Um, um, you know what? That's unhuman. You know, when you really really think about it. And when you show up to the Super Bowl. Uh, and your 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 box seats, right? You don't even have the common courtesy to stand up and salute the flag and the national anthem of this great nation. Shame on you, Beyonce, and shame on you, Jay Z. And I will tell you, um, and that's not just coming from me. You know, my wife Rachel is a huge Beyonce fan. Uh, she has been forever. Uh, her and I even kind of back and forth and bicker about you know her and. Um, you know, I've never really been a, a huge fan. Again, like I said, I respect her her talent, but um, her as an artist, I have not been a fan. And again, I, I repeat, I'm not a huge Jay-Z fan either. Um, but I, I mean, I can appreciate, I don't know, maybe being at the right place at the right time. He's a smart businessman. I think he's a smarter businessman than he is a rapper. Um, but it makes me mad and it really, really did bother me. And I, I tend not to try, I, I try not to let those things get to me. Um, but when I saw it, um, it's just the irony in all of it, you know, that you're at the Super Bowl, um, you know, Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato is singing the national anthem and you don't even have the respect to stand up and, and, and show, um, show the gratitude to the flag and to um, our soldiers uh, who are overseas fighting for the good fight uh, and making the ultimate sacrifice every single day, right? And if that doesn't bother you guys, then, then something's wrong with you. I mean, I... I have to believe that, um, you know, if you're listening to this show, you're like-minded uh, and things like that are going to bother you regardless of where you stand and how you feel about um, this administration. It doesn't matter. We're all Americans and we need to support each other. 
I mean, we always need to support each other. It can't be when it's convenient. So when you're up there and, you know, and, and President Obama is being inaugurated and you decide you're going to sing the national anthem and then you don't even stand for it when it comes time for the national anthem. Um, again, you can't. One of those things that's either you do or you don't. You don't pick and choose when you feel like it. Um, the world is still the same place. That's still the same flag. Um, and it still represents the same morals um, and beliefs uh, and, and struggles that we have had. Uh, all along the way. So um, I say to you, Beyonce and Jay-Z, you really need to reconsider and really think about your place in society and understand that, you know what? People aren't going to take your shit. And quite honestly, kind of like, listen, <laughs> just take a look at the prince uh, and the duchess there who are in Canada. You know what? That, that's going to be quick. Nobody's going to give a shit about them in another week or so, right? Like big to do, big to do, big to do. They're over there now. They want no part of it. Before you know it, they will be so irrelevant um, because they no longer have any power. So what are they going to do? They'll do a reality show and people will watch a reality show. But ultimately, are they doing any good for anybody other than themselves? And the truth, the answer is no. Um, they're only doing it for themselves. That's really it. <sighs> wow, guys. Talk about an episode and a half, right? This is this is definitely one of them. 25. Um, got me a little fired up. Got me a little going. Uh, again, I'm a little, I won't lie to you guys, I'm a little off my uh, my game here a little bit, you know, the, the, the week, I'm a little later into the week, I got a couple of days off, I got a couple of things going on um, on the backside here that I need to uh, take care of, but I thought it was very, very important for me to get behind the microphone um, and deliver a message to you guys, because, you know, granted, I mean, for me, um, I need this, uh, um, and I need to get it out there, because uh, I want this to be... Um, Amazing. I want this to be great. And I think it can't stop. I think it, I, if I stop, uh, I don't know that, that you know, I'm going to lose momentum. I, I, I want to continue. Um, I, I, will, I will tell you, Twitter, I mean, the Bobby Kudo show on Twitter is on fire. Uh, every day, more and more followers, more and more followers, which only means the show is only getting uh, more and more um, uh, influence, uh, more and more popular, more and more listeners, uh, which which is great because that's ultimately that's the goal here, guys, is to increase the listenership and to make the show um, really, really great. Uh, and I will tell you guys, I'm going to let you in on the ground for a little secret. Um, over the weekend, I was talking to um, friends and uh, loved an idea that was brought to my attention. And I was really looking at it and thinking about it and considering it. Um, as you all know, guys, I, I am a huge um, supporter of of the Shriners Children's Hospital. Uh, I think what they do there is an amazing thing. I think it's um, an amazing thing for, um, for, for all of those involved. Um, so with that said, I was thinking about doing an event, uh, maybe renting a hall, maybe selling some tickets, maybe looking for some sponsors, people to donate some products. Maybe we can do a raffle. Uh, and I thought maybe it'd be a great night, have some drinks, maybe some food, um, not maybe, have food. Uh, if we do tickets, then I'd like to do like a, you know, maybe you could choose what you'd like to eat, have a dinner, uh, clear the stage, maybe do a live um, podcast so to, to, to share with everyone. Like, so we do like a podcast event uh, and then you have a DJ, we could dance, have some drinks, enjoy a night together. Uh, how amazing would that be, right? So that's something I'm toying with now. And I think if we were to do that, maybe we probably do it right around October. Maybe like that. I'm thinking like maybe the Saturday before um, before Halloween. Let me know what you think of that idea. Let me know if you guys would be interested in that. Hit me up, uh, the Bobby Kudu Show at gmail.com, Twitter, Facebook, 
and Instagram. Um, send me a direct message. Send me a message there. Uh, and of course, the website, the bobbykudoshow.com. Go check it out. Leave me a message and tell me what you think. Do you think you guys would be interested in going to an event like that? I mean, I it would really the the the, the ultimate goal here would be to generate some um, some charity, some revenue for the uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. That that would be the goal. And uh, of course, uh, nothing wrong with having a good time raising money. Uh, so if you're all interested, if anybody's interested, hit me up. Let me know what you think because it's definitely something I want to do. Um, and again, like I said, I think if it's something we're going to do and it's going to be successful, then we need to start the groundwork on it now and really get some sponsors and some commitments because um, if we're going to do this, I want it to be right. All right? Um, and speaking of charities, guys, Etsy, right? Go, go check it out and uh, give the show a little charity, right? Uh, Etsy forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show. And uh, go show your support, guys. You know, T-shirt, beanie. Um, you know, we've sold a couple more. Um, you know, again, like I mentioned before, like the momentum has slowed down quite a bit with the merchandising. But um, I'm still motivated. I'm still excited and still talking about it. So if you have a chance, go over to Etsy. Um, you know, go show your show support for the show. Get a T-shirt. Wear it proudly. Um, and you know what? If you're listening, then share it because there are other people out there that should be listening. So you need to let everybody know, hey, listen. Go listen to the Bobby Kudo show because it's always an awesome show, right? Where else are you going to hear this kind of content and get all this information and fun information all at once, right? Nowhere. Nowhere. You have to, right? You have to come here. You can't get it anywhere else. So show your support for the show, guys, um, and um, visit Etsy. Uh, and also, I, I remind you all, Apple Apple uh, Podcast. I, I, you know, listen, the reviews are very very important guys I can't um, I can't do it myself and I already gave <laughs> I won't lie to you guys I already gave myself five stars I can only do it once so I need you I need you guys to go in there uh, and ladies uh, and children everybody everybody go in there and uh, show your support for the show man just you know quick review a uh, quick like just uh, you know if you click the five stars you know you know the rule if you're gonna give me less than four stars you got to leave a comment and if you're giving me five stars, then I think you should be leaving me a comment, right? Tell me what I'm doing right. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. And again, it, for me, it's really the legit, legitimacy of the show. Um, and it's very, very important. I don't know if, you know, if a lot of you uh, aren't, you know, like a, maybe constant podcasters, maybe part-time podcasters, but uh, anybody who understands the podcast um, world, um, those reviews and subscribers are, is very, very important, especially on that Apple. Apple seems to be like the foundation of of everything like it's everything for podcast you know is is apple and then of course everything else, everybody else is like secondary um which kind of feeds off it's hard to explain and maybe at some point we could talk about it but i'm not going to bore you um with the details of that right now um since i got your ear and we're listening to this amazing uh content so um you know again guys crazy week for me uh if you're listening to this now you, you know today it's, it's probably tuesday um, and I apologize for the delay on that, but I assure you that um, it was with great need that I needed to delay uh, the podcast for in just a day or two. You know, nothing too crazy. I mean, I hope you uh, hope you guys aren't feeling too too much. I know Stevie. You know, you mentioned that uh, <laughs> you miss it on Monday. I know, buddy. Joe, you too. I'm sure uh, the OGs, man. Uh, you guys are amazing. And um, any top any opportunity I ever have to thank you, Joe, Steve, Randy. Lou, Gary, 
um, Marcos. I know. I, I, again, I hate to mention names because I know there's so many of you that are listening, and I just don't want to forget anybody. But those are some of the few that um, are really interactive with me on the social media, and so um, I just wanted to give them a shout out. I just feel like I um, I owe a whole lot to to those um, original. Um, um, you know, listeners, and without you guys, they really the show would have never had any momentum, and I wouldn't be here on episode twenty-five talking about episode twenty-six and talking about an event in October. How amazing is that to even uh, be in this this realm um, of thought? In that this is the direction that my life is going. Uh, I will tell you all that I could not be happier uh, with the success of the podcast. I think that uh, what we're doing here is is relevant and important. Uh, I think we're finally starting to get. Um, you know, I, I, I like to call it the, uh, like rhythm, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you know, you, you, certain things you're expecting out of the show when you turn it on. Um, uh, and I hope that that I'm staying consistent with that and giving you, uh, what you need, but I'm always guys, listen, I'm always looking for new ideas. I'm always looking for fresh ideas and new content and would love to bring in new segments into the show. So share your ideas with me again, uh, the Bobby Kudo show at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook, um, and Twitter. I mean, there's no, I mean, you can even call me, call me 508-475-9499, 508-475-9499. Call the Bobby Kudo show. I'll answer the phone. Leave me a message. Uh, maybe I'll play it on the show, right? Why wouldn't you do that? Why? I mean, if you could, why not? Right? Listen, if you could call the president, wouldn't you call him? I'm telling you, you can call the Bobby Kudo show. Call me. I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, and I'd share them. I'd share them on the show. And uh, guys, you know, we're pretty much getting to the end here and um, I don't want to stop rambling about nothing, but uh, um, just a couple of final things that I wanted to just get to you um, before we sign off on episode 25. And that is um, if you haven't had a chance to go um, and listen, uh, guys, listen, the second um, the second thought episode was absolutely phenomenal with Steve. If you haven't listened to that episode yet. You gotta you gotta go listen to it. So go listen to it now. Right after you're done with this one, go over there and and hit that one. Um, I will tell you, it's a three hour episode, but man, we covered so much ground. It was so much fun, uh, and I was just I was listening to it again today. Uh, and you know, it's funny the, the second, the third, the fourth time I listen, and and I I keep picking up new and new stuff, and it's just absolutely fantastic. And um, you know, I realize how much chemistry him and I have, and. Uh, um, I will let the cat out of the bag and tell you that uh, Steve has been toying with the idea of uh, starting a podcast. Um, so if you guys follow me on Instagram or Twitter, um, he follows me as well, comments often. So what? go over there, guys, give him a follow uh, and let him know what you think. And um, he's got some ideas for a podcast. I mean, it would really be related to, I think he's looking to do something along the lines of a, a Second Amendment-based um, uh, podcast. Uh, which I think, you know what, you can never have too many of. Anytime we're talking about our rights uh, and there are people out there that are knowledgeable and know about our rights, uh, talking about it, that's something that I'm I'm always looking forward to and um, always eager to uh, uh, ingest. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm working with Steve now and um, actually I wanted to, he doesn't even, I haven't even spoken to him about it yet, but um, I was going to offer him the studio. Um, if he wanted to record his first podcast episode, he could do it here in the studio um, so he's probably hearing it for the first time right now uh, through the podcast. But I will uh, hit him up and uh, just let me know what you think, guys. You think if that's a, a great idea, maybe if you want, you think maybe we could have Steve back on the show here, uh, maybe segment um, 
his podcast, maybe get a couple of topics going with him. Maybe you guys could feed us some uh, some topics and just, hey, listen, you know, we're all in this together. And if I can help Stevie get this off the ground uh, and he can build something um, like we have here, uh, how great would that be, right? I mean, just, you know, almost like a spinoff, right? How cool would that be? You know, and the idea that I could help him uh, with that uh, really makes me happy and excited because I, I know that um, you know, this isn't easy. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but you know, I, I personally, between you and I, I think he has an amazing radio voice. Uh, I think Steve is 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 intelligent um, and very very smart and knows what he's talking about. And I think when you have those elements together, it um, it's just a recipe for success. And I think that uh, if he puts a podcast together, uh, it will be fantastic. So help me encourage Steve to go ahead uh, and and put a podcast together. And like I said, he's more than welcome to do it here and. Um, and I'm sure you guys would support him um, just the same way that I would, uh, because you know ultimately it's 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 about helping one another and um, you know trying to just this journey right like help each other with this journey, right? Why not? Um, all right, guys. So listen, just a couple more things, real real quick. Um, Patreon, please. I have one. The show's got one. If you guys go over there and uh, check us out, you know the Bobby Kudo Show on Patreon and. Um, you know, again, you could show your support for the show. Uh, any donations, anything, any uh, support would be greatly appreciated. And I tell you guys that you know the website, you know, is is, uh, is an expense. The uh, podcast hosting is an expense. Um, you know, and and uh, all that little bit helps. And if it's going to help the show grow uh, and expand, and uh, maybe we can try some new things, different things, maybe change the schedule up. I'm I'm actually toying with the idea of maybe going two days a week with the podcast. Maybe we could do two episodes. Uh, maybe not just one two-hour, um, maybe not just one two-hour show and maybe do two one-hour shows. Um, tell me what you think about that too. So a couple of things for you guys to think about and to get back to me about. So don't hesitate. Write this stuff down. Uh, think about what you think and then share that with me and we can make this as beautiful um, as, as it is. You know what I mean? Like it, it can only, listen, as we feed, as we continue to feed this um this 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 beanstalk it will continue to grow into the clouds right and we all know it's at the top of the beanstalk the goose with the golden egg and that's what we're all looking for right we all want the golden egg so help me help you find the golden egg right so guys that's pretty much it for this episode i i hope you would enjoyed it i really enjoyed it uh the music was fantastic just a little something different right a little uh you almost forget this music exists. You know, I think uh, episode 24, the music was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I actually listened to it a couple of times and played it over and over again just because I loved the segment and I loved the music. Um, this one here was a little more eccentric. I think we had a little more like kind of, you know, the Dirty Diana with, with Michael Jackson and Kokomo with the Beach Boys. Um, All I Want Is You uh, with YouTube. Kind of a little, uh, you know, maybe not your your your, your top 40 um, songs, but um, oh, except Dirty Diana because that was up there, but um, but not not so popular like just the kind of the gimmies that like you know like obviously like the uh, Guns and Roses, uh, but some good stuff nonetheless. And then of course the TV shows, and then of course the shows to watch. Um, I hope you guys take my advice and do that because it is some great great programming. And you know, and guys, and that and that's pretty much the show. Um, I hope you will all um, show your support for the show on Etsy. Again, Etsy forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Guys, I'd love to hear from you. I, I can't tell you enough. I don't I don't get enough messages. I get a few, but I don't get enough. And I 
Um, if I would love to just get more substance for the show. I want to really talk about the things that you want to talk about. So um, help me out, man. Shoot me some ideas. Let me know what you think. Uh, and I would love to talk about them. And if anybody, again, I, I throw the invitation out there. If there's anything you want to talk about, if you want to come on the show, if you guys want to call into the show, um, whatever you like. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. You know, I, this podcast here, 25, I decided, you know, I just, I wanted to do just the podcast. I didn't want to bring in, you know, the live cast with Facebook. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get back to the roots of the show, uh, of, of what it really is. And that really is, is, is a podcast. Um, I do enjoy doing the live cast on Facebook, but, um, for all intents and purposes, I don't want to do it all the time. Um, uh, I think a once in a while is a cool, and, um, for me, the podcast is, is the most important, uh, uh, recipe of all so um, I hope you enjoy it I hope it uh, finds you all healthy and happy um, and I really appreciate you all lending me your ear you all know every single one of you know that I love you all and I love you all equally so um, I thank you again for your patience and your time um, and really look forward to next week right I mean and it's gonna be a short week because today's when you're listening guys this is already Tuesday so it's gonna be a short week and of course, with a short week, you get the podcast a little sooner. So right around the corner, episode 26, ring a ling a lingin right? Right? Absolutely. Guys, so um, I just want to say thank you all. I, I um, appreciate every single one of you, uh, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, and uh, stay safe, stay humble, and remember, all roads lead here.